Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... The weird smell in your fridge you can't get rid of even though you've cleaned it a dozen oh, times. tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, definitely looking forward to pitching and moaning about that. <laughs> yeah, pitching a fit pitching about that. Pitching and moaning. Um, the, like... And, and and frankly, it does it does scare me that, and yeah. I'm I'm glad that something in unplaceable, uh, difficult to describe, and uh, frankly bigger than any one of us um, is uh, is the title for our cosmic horror episode. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yes. Cosmic yes. horror. Yes. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> reeks of cosmic horror. That title, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Back on the I, show I, this week. I just Dave. want to acknowledge that I got that uh, little joke there, Tom. Well done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, back on the show this week, Dave Bulma, welcome back. Yeah, hello, I'm Dave, and I'm back doing this again. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Yeah, quicker for, than for... anybody would have expected or requested. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I, I just think... like pitching. I like doing <laughs> podcasts. We're in the pitching mood, and... Yeah. Uh, and it... <laughs> We're in the pitching with onions, and... Um... Yeah. It's the pitching hour. Yep, someone's in the pitching with Dinah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've made myself laugh with that. Strumming <laughs> on the old banjo. Ah, get into so that. We're doing cosmic and horror. Those pots and pans. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Right. Ah uh, yes. Two hundred ninety-five. The episode when we realised that kitchen sounds like kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing well. Well, it was episode one where we realised pitch sounds like bitch. So <laughs> it was before that. Yeah, we've been was... we've been living off that for the last five years. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely I, can't remember where we were. I didn't. I didn't Tom, um, I didn't realise until we went on the BBC and the and the and the presenter had to <laughs> had to correct had to make sure that everyone heard me right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Wait, 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 um, wait, wait! Hang on. So you've—is this a true story? Have you been on the BBC and mentioned we went, the podcast? We went on BBC Sheffield, yeah, to talk about the podcast. Yeah. Well, is, uh, isn't the rival Life's a Pitch football podcast an actual BBC podcast? That is BT. BT. Oh, BT. Oh, I knew it was B something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BT. Uh, yeah, and they stopped it. I think ours has eclipsed. Yes. Uh, BT Sports. You won. Podcast. We yeah. won against football. Now. Now we only have to compete with uh, with podcasts of a similar concept, but a much uh, much higher reach. Wider audience. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm still cross about that. I still think about that every time I listen to a Maximum Fun podcast. I'm like, ooh, and I raise my fist to the sky, and then I remember they paid me for things, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll sell out. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so we're doing cosmic horror uh, this week. It's it's the official start of. Halloween month for Life's a Halloween. Pitch. Halloween. Last last, uh, last last week was more of a prelude, a, sh- a looming shadow in the distance. Is there a yes. name for Halloween Eve? Halloween. 
Halloween is what it should be called. Halloween ween. Yes. Halloween ween. I agree with that. And I think Halloween ween. Halloween ween. And I think we should measure the other days of the year by amending a number of weens onto the end. Halloween ween. Hello Halloween ween. Halloween ween. Hello Halloween ween. What day is it? It's ween ween. Hello Halloween ween. Hello Halloween ween 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 ween. Each hello counts as like I don't know ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you it's have to like, stop it's like a mid- score <laughs> and then you have to stop in the middle of the word if it's like b- b- below a multiple of 10 days yeah so the title uh, the weird smell in your fridge you can't get rid of even though you've cleaned it a dozen times was given to us by Martin Bryson thank you Martin for that title uh, they got in touch with us on Facebook you can go to facebook.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast and twitter at life's a pitch show for our social media uh, so give us a like give us a follow follow there and give us your titles like martin did um so shall we get on with some horrible mentions <laughs> yes or yes we can send howard phillips lovecraft mentions <laughs> oh oh gosh i think it's i think it's phillips or is it just philip don't know howard philip lovecraft I, I, I haven't read any of his work i only know him for the source ah the source yeah. the hp source yeah, yeah. yeah. um it's, it's, yeah, it's Houses of Parliament Lovecraft, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Harry uh, so, Lovecraft. shall we get on? So how we? <laughs> shall we get on with some Houses of Parliament honourable mentions? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm still trying to think of something <laughs> that is cosmic and horrible, like oh, oh, that sounds like honourable, and I just, I just can't. Well, shall we get on with some mentions that are incomprehensible to the human mind? <laughs> yes, <please. laughs> All right, so this is the part of the show where we just go for a few more titles people have given us and pitch some more movies before we go on to our main feature, which we have already mentioned. Uh, so, from Adam Owen, we've got Everything is Worms Now and I Don't Like It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it, I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I right. kind of, the, the trajectory for this has got to be an escalation one, right? Right. Yep. So, in the village, mm. uh, Martin Freeman is, uh, is 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 in this kind of like fairly remote village, and um, in the Cotswolds, let's say, and mm. um, he uh, just at some point, like he reaches out, he goes to call someone from a phone box. And the phone just, you know, it like it's full of worms. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> he calls someone from a phone box, and they're like, "Hello, this is a worms phone." <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I I was trying to call my wife. Yes, and I'm a worm now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both of these things happen. You're right. Yeah, that, yeah absolutely. As she, uh, <laughs> so as she says that, that's when the worms come out of the little dots in the receiver. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and worms come out, and, and he goes. Says, Darling, yeah. worms are coming out of the phone. And the worms go, yes, it's me, your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So he, he, he's like, oh, horrible, horrible stuff, right? Oh, cheers. Uh, I'm filing for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> he heads down to the village hall. And, um, uh, and uh, where a there's a square there's a, worm. There's a fate on, there's a fate on at, the, at the village hall. People are, you know, throwing sponges at others. Um, and, <laughs> at other sponges. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's all that happens at village fairs. <laughs> and he says, "You know that the, the, the phone full of 
worms back there that claims to be my wife um, <laughs> and then and then and the person turns around and they're a giant they're a worm. worm and it's like a mr yeah. men worm well I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they're like oh don't be silly come and throw this sponge at another person yeah which is a strange thing that people do <laughs> another in, worm in and he's like okay well fine and then he goes to throw a sponge and as he throws it of course the sponge has turned into worms yeah and he's thrown it at this person uh, Rowan Atkinson sure. who's the mayor um, yeah. and, uh, and Rowan Atkinson gets a face full of worms and Martin Freeman of course is horrified mm. yeah. Rowan Atkinson bursts out laughing as does the vicar who stood next to Martin Freeman just I find it absolutely hilarious that like this wide eyed turned laughter. out into <laughs> <laughs> they love it they think it's yeah. great they, they like it. All oh, right. People... Oh, so the weird thing is that our main guy is the only one who doesn't like it. Doesn't like it that yeah. everything's turning into worms. <laughs> people are like throwing the worms in the air like they've, you know, got a load of money or whatever. <laughs> it's slow mo. Yes. Yeah. Uh... Someone's got their wallet out and they're taking yeah. notes, what will be notes, that it's just a handful of worms yeah. and just going like. Someone, <laughs> someone's standing on the stairs and they're like making it rain with worms. <laughs> There's someone who's got a big... <laughs> the richest man in the world dives into a big worm bin that he's got. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got maybe over-focused on the idea that money is worms now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's just that I think people will be excited if everything turned into money. And people, like that people going into... Yeah, people okay. going to banks and just worms crawling yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I'd like you know to what? deposit that's, some worms. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. If, if these people are seeing these worms as if they're money, yeah. then it doesn't matter where the worms are coming... Where, where the money's coming from. You're fairly happy. You're like, fairly happy. You, like, up until the point where people's loved ones start turning into worms, yeah. that's where they're like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not happy, but I am substantially richer. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, even then, like it, it's it a, the it's a off, metaphor it? for the eldritch horror that is the capitalist machine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute, it actually is, isn't it? We're we're yeah. on to a yeah. winner here. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's worms. Ev- people turn into worms, which are the money. Yeah. So so I think. Um, Wait a minute, uh, because when we die, we feed, we become worms, sort of. Yes. So like, yeah. It's like <laughs> it, it's like a it's a it's a critique on uh, wealthy inheritance, is what it is. Yes, okay. So <laughs> this mon- this film about things turning into worms and no one really actually, thinking about it's making it is... quite a good point. Yeah. I, I think I think in that case in order to make that have parity with um like with the narrative mm. then maybe like Martin Freeman has just moved with his brand new family uh-huh. to uh, he's he's earned enough to like set himself up for retirement and be able to leave it to it he's come out of like he's a, a poor uh, area of a city yeah. and he's like you know what I'm going to get my family out of here <laughs> and we're going to be absolutely fine I'm going to hoard all his money and he's never having any fun because um, he's uh, you know his wife wanted to move to I don't know Barbados to enjoy their life um, and he was like nope no we're, we're, we're going to buy somewhere cheap in the Cotswolds as if that were yeah. <laughs> well known cheap place <laughs> yeah yep. in the cotsworms I mean Wald's <laughs> and it's gonna be and it's and you know why it's cheap is because it's under like a a, a mound of soil <laughs> it's like it's one of those it's one of those hobbit houses that they build but they bury under turf yeah yeah one of those one of them. <laughs> they exist what? 
They really yeah. exist. Yeah, yeah. And I bet they're really cheap. One of those cheap. in the Cotswolds. <laughs> they're really cheap. Yeah. yeah, because it's a failed yeah. Hobbit house. It's one that's just like, it's just like dirt smeared yeah. on a house. It, it was sold. <laughs> it was sold as a Hobbit house, but actually someone's just dug a little hole in the side of a hill. <laughs> it's basically an abandoned mine. Yeah, and he's like, well, uh, I mean, it's going to take some work, but look at the situation. It's lovely. It's here it is in this side of this hill. That's like a Hobbit hole. And his wife's like, yeah, if I was a worm oh <laughs> ironic because and then gonna be. yeah <laughs> turns into worms and then yeah eventually he's gonna get home oh and the reason she turned turn, the reason she turns into a worm is it's like a parable like she does i don't know what's a parable for don't put your wife <laughs> in a hole in the side of a hill but she actually settles in there and so she starts starts to turn into worms <laughs> yes she find yeah she she starts to uh to live that um she's like actually it is quite nice here i do quite like it and he's like oh really didn't think she'd go for it then it's all i could afford <laughs> and it's it's all worms in the end yeah yeah um, and then it cut, cuts back and martin freeman is uh <laughs> it's, it zooms out and everything is just mud and worms yeah and uh, Martin Freeman just stood in the middle of it going oh well i don't like this <laughs> cut to black <laughs> Credits roll and it's all worms. Well, no, it, just like like Worm One is played by worms. Worm Two worms. played by worms. It, no, it's Martin Freeman. Martin so Freeman. He wouldn't even need to say I don't like this. He can do that all with a single look to camera. We have a situation a little bit like Midsummer, where instead of like you know you know Midsummer where it zooms in on Florence Pugh. Um, mm. Instead, we have Martin Freeman's look to camera. You know the one, yeah. the one from the office. Yeah. And then yeah, we yeah. pull out, and it's just him waist deep in worms, as far as the eye can see. Yeah, there you go. And we just <laughs> zoom out, and then that's then credits. Yeah, yeah, credits, and it's all worms. Yeah. All right. So from Reese Howell, we've got the moon endlessly screams for you. <laughs> oh, that last bit for you. That for there's you, a yeah. there's a there, isn't it? Yeah. If it was just that the moon is endlessly screams, that would itself be an interesting mystery. But that it emerges, it's for a particular person. Okay, so there's our mystery. The moon starts endlessly screaming, and people are like, "What? <laughs> oh, oh, what? Pardon me?" And, um, and then it, 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 someone's looking in, looking down a telescope, and they're just like, "Yeah, what? We, nobody can hear it because it, you know, in space, nobody can really scream." But when someone looks at the moon, it's just going like. It's just doing a big screaming face. <laughs> big screamy that face. was good for podcast, wasn't it? But yeah, well, rest yeah, assured, I did a big screamy face. Screamy face. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what it is. I think we we we, we frame a, a a Neil Armstrong esque character. Okay. Um, who ha- was the first man on the moon, or has 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 spent the most time on the moon out of anyone? Yeah. And and this person is super famous because I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, the film A Hard Day's Night. Mm-hmm where the Beatles are being chased by a load of screaming fans. Yeah. 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 Well, the moon is a super fan of Neil Armstrong, (laughs) Uh, played by Ryan Gosling. Basically, like, basically, it's going to be that the moon has fallen in love with Neil Armstrong (laughs) while he was... Played by Ryan... Yeah. Played by Ryan Gosling, yeah, well, yeah. The moon is played by Ryan Gosling or Neil Armstrong is? <laughs> Neil Armstrong is okay, played by Ryan so, Gosling. The so moon is played by Joe Pasquale. Ryan Gosling <laughs> plays plays this astronaut who is who has spent the most time on the moon out of everyone. He started building a little house there and then they were like, right, we've proof of concept, well done. Uh, on your way back to Earth then. <laughs> um, and they were like, yep, no problem. I'm, a, I'm an astronaut who does what I'm told. That's my job. 
And there's a there's video of uh, we we start with video not like of not like my him. enemy the renegade astronaut who never does what he's told. <laughs> I don't know how that man ever it, got to the moon. It, it cuts it cuts to just a, a man in a in, in in a spacesuit going ah <laughs> just like floating throughout. Because yeah, immediately on the first day he just wouldn't do what he was told, and they're like, well, don't get out of the rocket. I will. <laughs> 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 and that's somehow Neil Armstrong's enemy. <laughs> They've been rivals for ages, even though one of them is just floating off into space. <laughs> oh, so, that rival so, astronaut! Uh, how that I hate astronaut, him! A rival astronaut, of course, uh, played by uh, Danny Elfman. Matt Damon. Oh, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Composer Danny Elfman. And, 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 I think... and, and actor Danny Elfman. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't know he did that, but um, I, I think uh, I think Neil Armstrong, Ryan Gosling, has has got uh, a telescope person, mm-hmm. an astronomer, uh, an astronomer to train a telescope on that renegade astronaut. So they're constantly keeping an eye on him, and it's like, any update, astronomer? <laughs> no, none yet. He's just <laughs> flailing about out there. We don't know what he's <laughs> what he's doing. We've not received any communication from him, but uh, then uh, then Ryan Gosling goes, he's up to something. Keep an eye out. And I'm not sure what this has to do with the moon well, screaming well, for him. Well, either way, that's on the news, it's like the moon appears to have grown a mouth and eyes. And yeah. is just doing a screaming face, and they're the like, "Mouth and eyes of Joe Pasquale." So Ryan Gosling's having this meeting in the park because you know he's retired or whatever, and uh, they're just meeting up, and he's like, "I've asked you, my friend from NASA, to look into the the renegade astronaut. Have you found anything on the on the on the sly?" And he's like, "No, he's still out there. He's probably gone by now." And Ryan Gosling's like, "No, he's still out there." And this is all taking place in the park, and then he goes home. <laughs> He goes home uh, and it's like, previously today, the moon grew a mouth and eyes and made a screamy face. And now the, the, both of those features appear to have gone. And this and happens then, This happens in 2020, so nobody really pays any attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so it's, NASA, NASA it's phone up. Like, Ryan Gosling phones up his, his people at NASA and they're like, well, we're going to have... He's like, what's going on there? I didn't see a mouth and eyes, even closed ones when I was up there. And they're like, well... <laughs> We, well, we're going to have a meeting about it and you are a foremost expert on the moon. So would you come to the, to, come to the NASA offices and we'll have a chat? And he's like, no problem. I'll get out of go my way. I'm only right? going to tell you the same thing I've told you on the phone, but no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and, he, and he sets off and he goes and he drives to NASA. On the way, he sees the mouth mm. and eyes mm doing a screamy face it's yeah. back it was gone previously mm-hmm. but it's back now and then he gets into the NASA meeting and immediately it's gone they like get in oh. they get into the observatory and the mouth and eyes are gone and then wow he, and then when he goes back to the moon it's going hello my baby hello my honey and when he comes back down to earth it's not doing it anymore so he has to go back yeah. up again <laughs> so, Neil we have to keep sending you to the moon this is this is the strangest thing that's ever happened to the in the history of NASA. This is we don't know. We just don't know what it is. I love so that, to be honest, I love that it's in the history of NASA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like, they're like, okay, it's that's very strange. And then like, it's um, a bit weird, like, isn't it? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. you know what, <laughs> Ryan, you've spent the most time on the moon. We're going to send you up a... We think it might be dangerous to get too near the moon right now. <laughs> so we're going to send you up on a rocket near the moon, right? Mm. And then you're going to come back down again. You're going to go ra- one route loop, loop around the moon and then back to Earth just to keep you safe. And he goes, <laughs> okay, I'll get in this rocket. Gets in the rocket. All the while the moon is going... <laughs> like big doing, doing a big scream face, right? Um, yeah. And as he gets up towards the moon, you, you just hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and and as he does that, Neo! <laughs> and as he Look at me! Look at me, Neo! I love you. <laughs> And he comes back round to Earth. And um, I hate you, the (laughs) rival astronaut! (laughs) And he he lands, and he lands, and um, they've realised by now, because he's been up there for a couple of days doing a loop around the moon, they've realised in that time that the moon hasn't stopped screaming. The moon is only screaming when it can see Ryan Gosling. (laughs) No! <laughs> it, it it stopped screaming for a brief moment when he was behind the moon, when he was on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> we don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> for the world. Well, that's the thing. But there's there's conspiracy theories and there's like theories about what it is, and people are starting to think maybe we should lock Ryan Gosling up underground so the moon can <laughs> never see him again. <laughs> and Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling just tries something where like he puts his hand in front of his own face, and the moon just goes. And just stops screaming. He takes his hand away and he goes, ah! And so he just stands there going like this, like wrapping his hand back and forth from his face. And the moon's going like, ah, mad, 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 mad. I love how the moon doesn't have object permanence. <laughs> and also, no, it only, like, it's, it's so primal. It's so primal that it's got one reaction and yeah. it's immediate. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> Um, and so (laughs) and so I think um, I I think they like I think they tie a a mob ties Neil Armstrong up some of whom are in NASA right because it's it's a pervasive conspiracy theory one of those NASA mobs Um, (laughs) and they they bundle him into a rocket and send him to the moon they're like it's only going to get better if you and you know how if, you know how a minute ago when he was in the rocket and the moon was screaming when it could see him that was because mm. just through some kind of sponsorship deal the rocket has got a big <laughs> Brian's face <laughs> painted on the side <laughs> of his face well that's all rocket I don't know if you know that Dave yeah. I, d- I doubt you've ever seen a, a, a real not. rocket in real life no. on top from the top no. right because you often see them from the side. Oh, and from the side, it, the from top. the side, it looks like it's just got these random streak streaks of colour. But if <laughs> yeah. you see it from the top, it resolves <laughs> into the face of whoever the lead <laughs> like, astronaut exactly, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that the the idea that this rocket crashes on the moon, and then and then because <laughs> because the closer Neil Armstrong gets to the moon, the louder the screams are. Yes. So yeah. now the screams can be heard forever. On it's like it's like a background noise oh, <laughs> now, so it's just like <laughs> and, and because he's landed on the moon, the the moon's eyes are crossed now as well. Yeah, 
<laughs> he landed in between the eyes yeah. of the moon, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so Neil's like, Whoa, what can I do to help you? Who are you? What, why are you obsessed with me? And it's like, it was like, they told us to leave the moon, Neil! They told us to leave the moon! And then he's like, so I did the only other thing available! I became the moon! <laughs> You see, it was. It turns out that the uh, the the the, um, the strident astronaut who didn't want to do what he was told decided to become yeah. the moon instead of leave it. <laughs> that bit where I said I hate the rival astronaut. That was just to make you come here. Actually, I didn't mean that. I am him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. So there's just a body floating around in space yeah. for no reason. Yeah, that's a, the discarded. It's, it's the empty. It's the empty space suit. Yeah, because course, at some point someone told the rival astronaut to remain in his body and not possess the moon <laughs> so he, he told him, I think I think that, yeah they told him to leave the moon and the, and the most opposite thing to do <laughs> is to become the moon yeah, yeah. This is Houston. If uh, if you could just uh, look out your window and, and not uh, not become the moon, that would be really great. Remain if you could uh, your remain in your form. body, and <laughs> <laughs> if you could go ahead and uh, we're uh, seeing some strange readings out there. If you could uh, go ahead and remain in your body and not possess the moon, that would be uh, <laughs> well. Fuck you, NASA. <laughs> Nail jumps out of the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> He always used to talk like that anyway. So when he was on the yeah. rocket, Neil was like, morning. He's like, Neil! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> when he jumped out, he's like, Neil! <laughs> I can't, this I might be the most terrifying film we've ever pitched. I can't get over the, the amount of work you've got to go through to make Ryan Gosling's face only visible from the top of the... <laughs> Yeah, from the top of the rock. It's like one of those things where you know where they'll put a, a, a big advertisement logo on the rolling hills of a Formula One track or something, but it's painted <laughs> oh, in such yeah. a way it's like computer generated so that it only resolves from the angle that they know the camera is positioned at. <gasps> yeah, it's like those. This I just love the image of <laughs> of just the moon with its eyes incredibly crossed <laughs> and its mouth open forever. That's really funny. And in the film, it would be like a badly superimposed face, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so how does the, res- the film resolve? Is it like... Um, it's, it's all... The, they it crash has. land on the moon and then it's screaming forever. Yeah. Oh, it's just, that's yeah. the end. I guess that's that's fairly cosmic. Yep. It's And, yeah. you know, Neil builds himself a little house there. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Everyone just gets used to the moon having a cross-eyed, screamy face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do just, about it? Listen, I yeah. mean, we have adapted as a species to... a to a planet where we think it's normal that the sky is blue and that trees are green and grass is green but those are just the those are just the colors that happen to be generated by the you know what chemicals happen to be present in those environments and the you know chloroplasts mm. and things and like and then our own perceptions and our own perceptions and we've just evolved to think that that's normal so very quickly the human race and specifically neil it would here on earth we evolve well we don't evolve but it, we just think it's normal that the moon has a big face like that and then like within a couple of generations nobody would even know there was a difference because look at all of the drawings yeah. of the moon with a face that we do now there's the, loads of them that film the, that film that they made with the rocket going on the moon in its eye and it's like ah yeah that's the, the, everyone yeah. will think that that was always like that and then neil meanwhile is just gonna have to adapt to living in an environment where there's this constant like this constant <laughs> rumble but i think he will we're a very adaptable species is my point 
we are. The, and, the, I mean, uh, the, the generation, us... they, they call them the screamers, the first generation to be born with the moon screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it, like, we've proven that we're an adaptable species by one of us possessing the moon. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. We yeah. never thought we could do that. It's an aspirational tale for the whole species. Who's going to argue with that bulletproof logic? Exactly. So, that is a load of absolute bulletproof. <laughs> At some point, a, a child will grow up to possess Mars, and then I mean, yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully by twenty twenty eight, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll have we'll have a whole host of planets um, that are p- possessed by people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. I just thought you said host in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, I kind of did. <laughs> a whole of planets yeah. um, we're all just gradually coming online to that <laughs> wouldn't it wouldn't it be sweet you see <laughs> you see we are adaptable as a species we're all gradually and right before your eyes adapted to that gag <laughs> oh I enjoyed that one. Oh, it's uh, it's a bringer of joy is that <laughs> shut up <laughs> wind your neck in Tom yeah yeah I'm gonna... <laughs> Right, so those were all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who got in touch with us. We've had so many this week. We had so... Like, there was a lot to read through, and they were all very, very good suggestions. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's only time in the podcast for for so many. Uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, we're doing horror films all the way through the month of October, as we usually do. Uh, So keep those suggestions coming over the next few weeks, because we're doing different kinds of horror. Um, So, we move move now on to our final major cosmic horror pitch uh, from Martin Bryson who's given us the weird smell in your fridge you can't get rid of even though you've cleaned it a dozen times okay right this this is only eldritch for me mm. if it's all the same smell okay <laughs> what if you mean if everyone despite what whatever fridge it is whatever food they've had everyone has the same smell yeah or just someone's fridge, um, right? It's just someone, someone's fridge has got this smell that won't go away, and it's getting worse. I know. So here's what it is. So someone goes to the fridge. They've got this. They, they we establish the characters. We establish their family. Why can't I get this smell out of the fridge? I've cleaned it a dozen times, right? It's well. It's because you did leave that <laughs> garlic bread in there for two days longer than I said you should, and all this, right? But then it cuts to another family and they've got the same exact situation what is this smell i can't uh, oh it'll be that cheese i left in there for uh, forever but why can't I, they'll, it's got into the back of the fridge somewhere i can't clean it off cuts to someone else they've got the same problem then those three characters go about their lives and they start to smell it in other places that isn't their fridge oh that so, smell uh... starts to and it, so it's still that smell that you get in the fridge even though you've cleaned it and all that but it's not just yeah. in the fridge anymore. It's starting to just pervade everything. It's, it's... So is it just those characters that can smell this, or is it the families in the house? Oh. So like, if, any, if everyone else goes into the house as well, can they smell the uh, it's, smell? It's the characters who have... So the one everyone can smell the smell, but it's the characters who have been cleaning the fridge that start to smell it other places. Because, of course, they're there in the fridge smelling it all the time. Yeah, they're really... They're, they're trying there. to get rid of the smell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and you can take that any any direction, right? In terms of cosmic horror, it can be that because the smell is trying to resist them getting rid of it, or it could be mm. that they've had their head in a in a in a <laughs> box 
with a bit with whatever's causing the smell for ages, and therefore they're the most permeated. So, by like it. one day, yeah. someone gets one of the characters gets really obsessed with having a cleanly fridge, clean a clean fridge, mm. and uh, is scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing, and they're like, ah, oh, can you smell that? And like you know, whoever they, someone they live with comes up behind them and is like, what? what? Can you smell it? Can you smell it? No, I can't smell it. Neither can I. I've finally cleaned it out of the fridge. And they turn around and their face is the smell. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a horrifically Twilight Zone ending to this. And impossible to convey in a movie. Yeah, but it's it's Eldritch, isn't it? It's a non-Euclidean movie. (laughs) <laughs> so no, we don't see their face. You just see the back of their head, and the person looking at them goes, ah! "Oh no, it's the smell!" Yeah, it's the <laughs> smell. <laughs> we have to so, communicate so, somehow. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of, so uh, you know, I, I'm I'm totally behind this sort of like, oh my mother-in-law. Every, sorry, is coming. every everyone watching in the audience is like, well, but smells don't look. <laughs> they don't. They don't have a visual element to them. Why? What? Okay, I know how you. Are getting I know up, how you portray it. Out. I know how you portray it. So it's like a 4D cinema thing, right? So you've got <laughs> little vials of smell, and the smell all like they're there throughout the film. <laughs> People in the audience can start to smell it, but then when the person turns around, the smell jets out so forcefully at such a concentrated <laughs> level of the smell that everyone in the audience <laughs> has a little migraine, and they can't see a face. <laughs> They can only perceive the smell. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm behind that. I'm behind some yeah, in, yeah. in cinema shenanigans. Yeah, cool. Um, and you just have <laughs> to giving everyone a migraine. When you, when you when you sell the Blu-ray, you just got to give them some. Give whoever buys the Blu-ray some files and yeah. those some of those like squeezy perfume um, like mm. spritzers. Yeah, uh, those misters, and then basically. The, the person who buys the Blu-ray has to be in charge of that, and they've got to sneak up on the people they're showing it to and just spray <laughs> no, it. No, I their think face. I think it's easier than that. I think you just it comes with a little box, and you just put that somewhere in the room, you know, so like under the TV or wherever, and it's yeah. it's just timed to like react to a certain signal from the film's soundtrack, and it sprays it out then. And so people all yeah. around the country are being knocked out by this film. I, 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 like, I, I'm, I'm on board, <laughs> absolutely on board. The, film. Yeah. the problem is, I, <laughs> I'm on board, and that, but the only problem I have here, yeah. though, is that they, that someone might not, um, yeah, might not, not take the box out, right? Or it They'll might, just, yeah, or it might just the malfunction, the battery might run out or something. So, and that is the main do, character of our movie. What we have to do is attach <laughs> the smell to a lining on the disc. So that as it gets hot in yes, the machine, it's timed. The it film is timed to, yeah. exactly so that the powder or yeah. whatever on the yeah. <laughs> right. So Keanu Reeves. And after emitting is... the smell, the after emitting the smell, the the powder dissolves the disc because it's only available yeah. on hard, on a disc. You can't yeah. Yeah. you can't pirate it because it dissolves. You can't yeah. uh, download it digitally because it's just not released that way. Yeah. The o- yeah. the only thing you can do is um, record your camera. Set your camera to record the screen. Mm, you could do that. At which yeah. point, at which point, what we do is we have an effect on the uh, on the screen that makes it baffling to yeah. a digital camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. It emits it as under the layer of dust that uh, emits the smell. There's a layer of dust that does an EMP. <laughs> <laughs> it just knocks everything out. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, in the actual- this is this has got to be the worst marketing for any film. <laughs> I think this would get is- real attention, yeah. Uh, Tom. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> as a chemical attack, any, um, any press is bad press. In in this story, I think the three people we've got, you know, we got you got Keanu Reeves. Keanu yep. Reeves, yeah. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. We've got um uh we've got Pulmonary We've got um uh, uh Anna Kendrick uh-huh. and we've got Nathan Lane. Yeah, okay. Nathan Lane. And Na- Nathan Lane um <laughs> is like my mother-in-law's coming to stay and I need a perfectly clean kitchen. Oh, good lord. The su- the- oh, oh, oh no, the, the the smell! Can you not smell it? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, my mother-in-law is coming to stay and I I can't get this smell out the fridge. I went a little bit King Candy there. Um, <laughs> my mother-in-law is coming to stay. <laughs> he has to get it completely, like, completely clean, hmm. Nathan Lane does. Um, and uh, I, I think like he's taking it, you know, Keanu Reeves and uh, and and Anna Kendrick, uh, they're they're all complaining about this this issue. Are they in the same on the same street? Are they friends? Like, are they've got a book club together? What's going on here? Oh, you're asking us. Night? I thought it was yeah. I thought it was a mystery to them. They're like, are we <laughs> friends? Do we live on the same street? <laughs> Have we got a book club together? What's going on? This is a conversation they constantly have down the pub when oh, when they go down. Yeah, they 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 keep having these meetings, right? So that we we, we complete as scenes, we keep having the three of those characters having meetings, talking about their their lives, their day to day, right? They're talking about mm. their kids, how they're doing at school, what's going on with the um, thing, and the fact that they are all having this problem with the smell in the kitchen mm. really weird we have they, they they are meeting in a bar they are meeting in a like uh, in in very, at the bus stop yeah um all all sorts of different scenes right it's only towards the end of the movie that they start to realize that the place they're actually having this conversation is when they are trying to clean the clean the smell out Okay. The smell is affecting them to the point where they they don't know each other in real life. Oh. So so like oh, Nathan cool. Lane at some point will mention these two people to his his wife oh. before his mother-in-law says, "I was just saying to, to Keanu the other day." And she's like, "Keanu? You don't know anyone called Keanu." So so it's the so we the film viewers see them yeah. in the pub now and then and we just assume, "Yeah, this is them. This is the next scene of them in the pub." But then yeah. it always th- then cuts to them like turning round from the fridge, and we think that that's us cut to the next scene. But that is literally where it happens in their head when they're in the yeah. fridge. That's weird. The meetings happen when all three of them are trying to. Yeah, clean the smell and they out. are really they're all three real people who are all having this experience, and none of them yeah. realizes. That's wicked. I like that. <laughs> and they're all having weird dreams about each other when they're cleaning the fridge. Mm. Yeah, but they, they, those dreams yeah. are communicated between each other. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and then at one point, like they they start to discuss how they're gonna actually get rid of it once and for all. Right. Yeah. They they they're like, we're gonna get new fridges. We're gonna um, which is the easy one, right? Um, <laughs> but actually, maybe Keanu has bought. He's richer than the other two. Keanu's like a uh, a businessman, sort of wolf. He, wolf he, he lives in like a a grand designs style house, yeah. like a really modern. Uh, the house he lives in in John Wick, that kind of and, uh, yeah. kind of modern house. And yeah. he's like, I've been through, I've been through three, 
free refrigerators. And uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Um, and uh, you know, yeah. uh, Anna, Anna Kendrick is like uh, kind of a busy mum. <laughs> she's 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 got two jobs and she's also got two kids. And um, she's like she's like I've had both of my kids. I mean, they I had to ground them, so I had to give them something to do. So I had them both come and do this while I was. Because they, you know, can't go to work because of COVID-19. This is set now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they can't go to school because of COVID-19. So while I'm at work, um, they, they, I had them trying to clean it out. Like, Yeah. I haven't seen them for weeks. Uh, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she says at the end of that and uh, doesn't really think about it. Um. <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, they're, they're all kind of getting on with life. So they, they um, all kind of resolved, okay... We're going to um, get rid of these fridges. We are going to, uh, like, uh, Keanu decides. Keanu, at this point, they found out who each other are, and they all decide to. Um, Keanu is, is funding them all to move house. Mm-hmm. So they never, ever, ever get. Because they think it's tied into some kind of mold yeah. in, their, in their basement or in the, in the air or something. Yeah. yeah. And so Keanu's funding them to move house move country like get a hell out of there like mm. and they're like it's time because this is affecting us so badly i've got migraines all the time i keep missing days of my life like um my wife's leaving me because my my mother-in-law smelled the smell um <laughs> uh, and so they're gonna move there's a scene where they're in the pub and the mother-in-law just leans in and goes cooey and that's it that, that, <laughs> that was just her in real life it reminded me of my dead husband she, just, and then that's and her then... in real life just smelling the smell in passing people just yeah. go <laughs> yes. through the pub like hello <laughs> they're, they're all people yeah all the people who are smelling it are passing by on the street yeah. outside the bar yeah. um, in, in the background uh, in a kind of real subtle sort of uh, you don't notice until you yeah, watch you it yeah you watch it the second time you're it's, like oh that's when they smell it's it. not a bar it's not a bar it's a cafe yeah. And and the owner of the cafe is Tim Curry. Yeah. And he's and he's involved in it somehow. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm not sure. It. Like when they say when they all stand up to um make this plan and they're like, Okay, I'll wire you the money, you're gonna get the bus from there to there. He's Keanu's like figured out in fact, like um Keanu's funding it, um Anna Kendrick has done all the logistics, she's really good at like sorting stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and so she's like, you're going to get the bus from there. We're going to meet up and we're going to figure this out, right? We've got a sample of it. We're going to take it to a to a scientist and that sort of thing. And then... And then and then the when they stand up, because normally when they stand up, the scene ends, they go back to their lives. Yeah. They all stand up and nothing happens. They just stand up in the cafe. Mm. And, um, and Tim Curry's like, I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> let you go back now. Mm. <laughs> Mm, it's me, Mr. Cheeseman. <laughs> Mr. Cheeseman. Mr. Cheeseman. That's, I, I that's repeat, that, Mr. Cheeseman. That's all that's happening here. I'm just a bloke yeah. who wants people to smell cheese as often as possible. <laughs> that's literally all this is. You're currently all stuck <laughs> with your heads in a fridge. I come from space. Space. <laughs> <laughs> The cheese man from out of space. That's what they call me in certain circles. <laughs> because it's got to be cosmic horror. <laughs> circles like the seventh circle, circle of, of hell. hell. <laughs> and also crop circles. Yeah. Oh, that was me as yeah, well. That's another sort of weird circle, isn't um, it? 
and circular <laughs> logic um, like this uh, has. Yeah, and you know those you know those mushroom circles also me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. Spirograph. Yes, that was me too. All the weird circles. <laughs> so where's this Tim Curry bit going? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, All right, great. So now me and Dave are stuck with it. <laughs> I, I, I think I think he then he then pulls an axe from the bottom of the Whoa. bar and then goes. Now I'm going to chase you with this. Uh, axe. Wait, 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 wait. It would not be an axe. It would be a circular saw, which would come it would come zizzing along the. Of course, it would come zizzing along the bar and down the the floor and after them like a shark fin. Yes, and and, and immediately they're running from it. It's yeah. not like they get up and they're running around the cafe mm. from it. Immediately they're running down a road in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and this zizzing like circular saws coming towards. Yeah, them. and they, the worry is that if they can never get back to the bar, they can never get back home. Like the further away mm. they run, yeah. the worse it is for them. The, the deeper in they are, and as they're running, like you know, the background, the sky is just like footage of cheese going past them. <laughs> this is it. Like at the very start of this, I was like, how are we actually going to in a movie? how will we make um, uh, the smell yeah. appear and I had this idea of like just in a, in a kind of like a, a David Lynch sort of way mm-hmm. um, a big blender or something that churns right a big machine mm-hmm. we said get one of those take it top down film it top down mm-hmm. and then just chuck loads of like Stilton and worms and like <laughs> nasty pooey things and then everything that you can imagine that smells bad yeah. and we just throw it in and we basically have this footage of that stuff being all churned together right. uh, and, and it's rolling in the sky and we have right. that footage like <laughs> overimposed every time they smell it yeah like that's kind of mm. like yeah, right so, horrible so sort of. the audience we know the audience understands that this is just an image but we're giving them an example a bit like um yeah. yeah like like how when people are hungry we know that they don't really see the person turn into a big leg of ham or whatever but yeah 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 it's just like exactly a yeah, metaphor. yeah yeah so that alongside the um the the disintegrating discs yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, forgot about all our, that shit our absolutely perfect um uh solution to uh uh, to piracy uh, yeah. yeah it makes the films really smelly but you can't pirate them it, yeah <laughs> because so- they disintegrate if you pirate oh, them the, we've solved the, the corporation they disintegrate if you watch them the corporations are going to love yeah. this we're going to be billionaires they're going if we can invent yeah. a way of distributing a film that not only can it not be pirated but it can only be watched once and the only like drawback is that the audience has a terrible time and it's really smelly <laughs> and they end up unconscious I don't think the companies are going to care about that I think they're going to be really happy <laughs> no, with yeah. that tech think how much money we'd make of people like making video essays on this film though. like why would we make money from that <laughs> Wait, yeah. because they'd be constantly having to buy the DVD so they oh, could yeah, make yeah. notes so they could watch it again yeah you're right yeah. Yeah. big stacks of them mm. with a gas yeah. mask on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, but I think it's only it's only right that Christopher Nolan directs this one for sure Oh yeah, yeah. Big, uh, big blockbuster time. Yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> I thought you were going to say he, big blockbuster Chris. Get him on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get big time Chris in. <laughs> big um, time Chris. And he likes playing with pretending that things are, are being shot in the present when actually they're you know somewhere else or yeah. at a different time. So you know he's yeah. perfect for the ro- for the uh, for the job. Yeah. Um, mm. I think Nathan Lane. Obviously, um, one of his features. We haven't really characterised him very much. He's a long-distance runner. Um, he runs off with the with the circular saw. 
<laughs> while the rest of them look for, as in running away from it, it's following him. Um, mm. as, the, as the other two try and find this cafe again, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. they, they, there's a town in the distance. They're searching mm. for it, like searching through this weird dreamscape where where just like everything is smelly, yeah. just everything, and it's and 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 it's not always bad, right? There's there's areas where they're just like every smelly. all all the. All the trees smell like those pear drops. Oh, that's okay. Those really pungent, oh, right. those pungent yeah. sweets. Oh, don't hang around there um, compared to the, the horrible cheese cafe. <laughs> so, like, you know, those pear drops, they're... Okay, it's a nice smell, but you wouldn't want it all the time, right? Like, out of the hmm. two. Like... I think... But, of course, not out of the two, but, like, the, this is basically... While Nathan Lane's off being chased by a saw, this is Tim <laughs> Curry trying to... <laughs> lure them into keeping him around he's like I can do better you know he's sort of like saying oh it'll be better you don't mind yeah. that I'm I, I can smell like this the uh the um... so his original ploy to get people to stick with him is he made a horrible cheesy smell then one day he's like oh well I can smell like really nice things I'm like oh okay do that then well, it's only at the point where they rejected him that he he had to he had to try and change tack. Oh yeah, previously he's... he was being his normal self. Because he's eldritch, so he doesn't know what peop- what smells people do or don't like. Exactly, yeah. he just needs yeah. to permeate. That's the only thing he wants. Yeah, is to mm. permeate in that same way that you can't get like the smell of smoke out your hair yeah. after you've been for a bonfire, even if you have a shower. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like he's like, oh, I can do better. I can, and, and he, so he leads them into a kind of like a candy land made of desserts and stuff, right? Mm. Smells lovely <laughs> in there. Um, and, and it's like, sure, it's nice, but it's not all the time mm. uh, smell, is it? That's the thing. He any any anything nice, if you have to experience it forever, becomes unpleasant. So he's like, ah, you'll like this, and he makes a lovely big field of flowers. Yeah. And they're mm. and and they're like, oh yeah, to be fair, that is nice. But they no, I know. Here's what he does. I know what he does. He thinks I'm gonna make something that smells nice. But he goes he goes too far because he's eldritch, so he doesn't know what's yeah. actually nice and what's not. So what he does is he <laughs> creates a room that's got all nice smelling things in it, and he thinks that they'll like that. But it's mm. actually it's so overwhelming of... that when they go in, they they choke, their eyes water, their skin comes out in blisters, and so he's failed to snag them. But what he has done is he invented the shop Lush. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so he just has yeah. a successful career. Selling bad bombs as, as, as a soap man, uh, and and he's like, uh, "Well, I've got you because they because they're choking and stuff, and they're like, well, I wanted to get you, uh, I wanted to get you uh, on my side, but given that you're not going to do that, I'll have to take you by force, and then your families, and then um, he uh, he he just like starts knocking him out with this stink from the from the from the lush store right <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's all soaps and flowers and it's just they're being almost physically beaten down by these we've got like uh, brightly colored dust that's the same yeah. color of the soaps yeah. like blasting them and they are moving as if they're being punched by it right yeah. and then they as they're falling down um, he's like, and now I will become real, and the the soap starts to form into oh. an actual physical body. At which point, Nathan Lane runs through Lush with a saw <laughs> blade following him, <laughs> just cuts Tim Curry in half, cleaning off, and they all get kind of thrown out of Nathan Lane's fridge. <laughs> and his and his his his, his yeah. mother in law's there like what's happening? <laughs> and like, you don't want to know, mother in law. You don't. <laughs> and like multicolor glitter poofs out after them. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and I think that we just have a sort of like uh, Lovecraft style like uh, academic debrief where the, where it's sort of like well the, uh, the 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 fridge crumples in on itself mm-hmm. and goes in a in a puff of of green brightly mist. coloured like soapy yeah. soapy crystals yeah yeah and uh so there we go yeah the end and at that point well, the end or, or is it because then lush starts being a, a real well real tr- that's the thing like, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly that's the that's the it's like you know at the end of uh blink where it just cuts to different branches of lush while the people are saying thank goodness that the terrible Tim Curry cheese man will gone. never get anyone else and it's as they're saying this there's just images of different lush stores and the last <laughs> the last thing that happens is and it's don't feed the plants from the end of Little Shop of Horrors but it's don't buy the soaps and yeah. the last thing that happens on the final beat is that the uh, you know in the 4D cinemas all this lush dust clouds <laughs> poof out over the audience and that's the last of the disc in the DVD version it just dissolves yeah, yeah. into this I, I love the yeah I love how um, <laughs> I love how this whole thing is like a, an anti-lush advert yeah. that that no one can prove because the evidence <laughs> destroys itself. Yeah. <laughs> lush tries to bring it to court, <laughs> and, and like, everyone passes like, out. <laughs> no proof. Yeah, but not because they play the film, just because people who work at Lush go into the court. Poof! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, flipping heck! And everyone passes out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wash it out your hair, can you? Once you've been in there, <laughs> I can't go in there. It just gives me a headache as soon as I go near it. I mean, yeah. same. And also, uh, I just want to add that Lush is great, and we're not libeling them in any way. <laughs> no, no, it, it is it is a very nice place to go for for presents for my mother. Yeah, <laughs> for other people. And then it's a very nice for place. For other people. It's a nice place to walk out of as well and take a big deep <laughs> breath of fresh air. <laughs> you know, it's a bit like on a, on the hottest day of the year when you step in somewhere with air conditioning. That's what it's like walking yes. <laughs> leaving lunch. Walking out of lunch. <laughs> It is a great shop. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. We're, we're trying to say nice things, but then we end up so sort of, they're really. Cool, oh no, no. And I worry about the staff. They're great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the smell that happened in the fridge, and you can't do it any have it anymore. It was. What is it there called? we go. Yeah. That was what it uh, was. The smell, the weird smell in your fridge, you can't get rid of, even though you've cleaned it a dozen times. Yeah. And at the end, Tim Curry is like. Why not buy my soap to clean your fridges with? It's <laughs> yeah, Tim Curry walks out. Oh, sorry, uh, rolls out now uh, into the into the cinema and literally says that. Yeah, and he goes, "It's great to be here with you, clean fridges." <laughs> 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 and and you, the audience member, look around, and, if, and it's all fridges, fridges. in the seats. <laughs> <laughs> And we're t- and we're in curries. <laughs> I've been Tom McGrath. We're ending the episode there. Go on, Matt. Shout your uh, name. I can't. We can't. We've got to do the patron We've got to do the, oh, the, the camera one. Okay. Thing. At least cut uh, in the theme tune there and do a fake out ending. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so uh, I hope you've enjoyed that um, like thank you for, for listening and also for participating in that Dave oh yeah no problem 
I wasn't um, listening, but I was participating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it showed in your scene work, Dave. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, uh, thank you all for listening And uh, hopefully you enjoyed that movie uh, So before we get on to the important bit Of the Yes Very Clever Award Which I'm mentioning now Because uh, I spoke to someone recently Who turned the podcast off At the end of the oh. uh, of the main pitch every time no, And didn't know stuff. that the Yes Very Clever Award um, Existed And no. I think that person Has won a Yes Very Clever Award before <laughs> So that's the kind of person who didn't turn up to their own Oscar, uh, <laughs> Oscar yeah. award. They may not know even that the Patreon bit is, this is the one thing where the Patreon bit is worth listening to. Well, this and possibly I would say this paranormal life. The two things I'm aware of where the Patreon bit is worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of course our patrons are weird. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You are. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely are. Uh, but yeah, if you have enjoyed the podcast, then uh, I'll encourage you to do a few things. The first thing is uh, to check out all of Dave's work. Um, uh, Yay! There's there's loads of it, but uh, Dave, if you want to give us the links. Yeah. All right. HTTP colon slash slash. Uh, no, I have got a podcast called Sonic the Comic the Podcast, and you might think that it's a Sonic podcast, and it kind of is, but it's mostly about Woolworths and living in the 90s and stuff, because it is us examining all of the ephemera inside the weird British Sonic comic that for some reason nobody's heard of, even though it's flipping outsold like just about everything else on the, on the racks back in the 90s when it was coming out, and it is in, in no way affiliated with the American comic or that fella Ken Benders he might have heard about. It's really good. And right now we're at a really good bit of it because Knuckles has just come in and it's all about Sonic 3 and we're very excited. And that is Sonic the Comic, the podcast. What's this I hear? Not at all interested in that, but interested in two people uh, deeply analyzing those weird Disney remakes that they do insist on making and what's going on with Disney Plus and stuff like that. Then you want Serious Disney, my animation podcast uh, which you can find by looking for it by that name, Serious Disney. Also, I am Demon Tomato Dave on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube. I've got lots of YouTube videos that you might enjoy. Demon Tomato Dave, see you there. <laughs> well, I, I will, because I watch yes. I watch all your videos anyway. So you know. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, go go ahead and do that. Um, the other thing you can do if you want to help us out uh, is you can go and sh- just share the podcast with your friends. Uh, we really appreciate it. We don't have. Um, a bunch of we're not in a like a big celebrity fronted no. network that no. might have a greater reach even though we were doing this idea first um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that amount of reach so what we need is a bunch of grassroots people on the ground mm. uh, Bernie Sanders style helping yep. us out and um Either just telling their friends and spreading by word, word of mouth, mm. or of course going over to patreon.com forward slash lives of Bitch podcast and giving uh, as little as one dollar a month. Now, one dollar a month is great. We really like to have as many of you kind of join the team as we uh, possibly can. No, no, it's a pittance. You should give them more than that. Well, you can get more stuff for Whoa. that. Like you, so you get behind the scenes stuff. And uh, recently, we did a script read for one of the um, uh, for uh, one of the pitches we did a little while back uh, called yeah. "I Can't Find My Keys." I wrote a script for it, and uh, we did a table read for it, and it was a lot of fun. And we discussed the film afterwards, and what I'm going to be doing in the future with that. So uh, yeah, it's, now's a better time as any to get on board because uh, just following the process of uh, of doing that. 
Yeah, and and there's like there's loads of stuff you can get there. You can get bonus pitches and all sorts of stuff. Um, but uh, I'm aware that the kind of biggest gut wrench isn't going from like one to three dollars a month on a Patreon you already patronize, right? The biggest gut wrench is going from zero to one uh, because it That's means very deep. You've just got to, I, I I like I am a member of Patreon. I like I like to support yeah. the people whose media I like, um, and I think that like. For me, adding another person to that list is harder than upping mm. a contribution. Um, and so, mm. like, if if you guys who are listening can just uh, add yourself to the, this upcoming list of people, um, getting your name read out every week on the podcast, uh, and whatever name you choose, by the way, um, then uh, we would love it. Um, and you have our unending thanks, and so do these people. That is Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Originals. Why does nobody find it odd that a dragon targeted whales? Jeremy L. Kyam, Stephen D. Thomas, fingers to hand. Mr. Beakfast, Joiny Husk Dawn has ruined your polling figures. James Delaney, Brondra, is this new naming policy really going to save the economy? I'm sorry, Paulvin, but my heart belongs to Wheat Bisque Husks. Brent Black, BP Beans, BP Sobs. The Bisque Council would like to apologise for the lack of news. We've all got the big snooze. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. The serial dragon of Wales has been Tom McGrath all along. Joseph Hegarty. Prime Minister, you can have your cat back when you fix the economy. Apple and mango lolly. I suppose with hindsight, Newcastle was fine, Petvis. Alex NSFW. Embisculation seems to have shielded Carl from the name jumbler. Curious. Nikki! Glemule, I need you to create some kind of bisque-related drama. Prime Minister, flooding the Thames with milk might just have saved the bisconomy. Eden MW and Malvis house prices are all still out of whack. Thank you, everyone who who's on there uh, on that list. <laughs> mango lolly, uh, apple, apple and mango, mango lolly. Oh, that that really took nice. me by surprise. I'd like that an was... apple and mango lolly. Yum 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 yum. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's a new that's a new name, and it really took me by surprise. Uh, so. <laughs> Thank you, whoever that was. Um, so we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Awards. This is someone who's given us a title that's already an existing title, but they've just had a little bit of fun with it. Um, so this was given this week to Tomasz Szczodikowski, who's given fun. us a bit of fun. yeah, just have a bit, just, just have a bit, a bit of fun. It's a bit, it's a bit of humour. <laughs> humour. We're very serious on this podcast, um, but yes. we do like to end the show with a little bit of fun. A little bit. Of- a little bit of tongue-in-cheek humour. Um, so from Tomasz Czodakowski, we've got It Came From Outer Spain. <laughs> and was mainly on the plane. Uh, I've yeah. been Matt Turner. I've been Tomograph. And I've been Dave Bulmer. And remember, who pitched it? <laughs> <laughs>